So you need to get that? It could be a delivery <laughs> for your box score shop right now. And they come daily. My husband loves that. <laughs> BoxCast, a conversation about current events, culture, and e-commerce logistics from Pitney Bowes. I'm with Cody Callahan and Susan Mitchell from Pitney Bowes, and we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I was just saying that I'm unboxing a purchase right now as we speak. I was uh, just about to take some pictures. What we've been doing here at Pitney is mystery shopping thousands of retailers. And Cody and Sue, uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves here in a second, are two of our top mystery shoppers. And, and what we do with the mystery shop data that Cody and Sue and, and hundreds of other PB employees contribute is we benchmark, we pull all that data together into one database and we benchmark features that retailers offer in sort of four categories of the order experience. We call this program box score. And, and that's, that's the score is the benchmark um, that I'm talking about. So the four categories are order checkout, fulfillment, which is really, we, we think of it as the time it takes to ship, but also the packaging quality that ends up at, as the unboxing experience. Tracking, delivery tracking, and then the delivery notifications, tracking notifications, and so on. And then finally, the returns process. So we look at each, each of those categories and we evaluate whether a brand, a merchant, offers specific features at checkout around shipping options, estimated delivery dates, so on and so forth, specific features in packaging quality, packaging options, delivery tracking features, notifications, and so on. And then we compare that merchant or that brand against cohorts in their industry segment. That might be fashion, personal care, cosmetics, beauty, hobbies and toys, and so on. So here with me, I'm going to introduce Cody Callahan. Cody, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Why is it you're, uh, you're addicted to mystery shopping? <laughs> Well, thank you for the introduction. Yeah, I work here in marketing at Pitney Bowes, and uh, I live in Washington State. And I don't, I don't like to see myself as addicted. I think I'm just entering the details of shopping I'm already doing. To say that I, I've, you know, placed a hundred or, or more orders throughout the year is is realistic, but it's probably not that far off from what everybody else does, whether they do it with hundreds of different retailers or, or just one really big one. And Sue, can you explain why you're a mystery shopaholic for us? Absolutely. I like to take my personal passions and put them into my professional life. And shopping is one of them. Absolutely. I always kind of leaned away from going into the store when it came to pre-pandemic years. And then once the pandemic hit and the entire world shopped online, I found it so convenient with a family of five that I'm never going back. So to just add in those insights and make it an easy clip and snip and everything that we need to do in order to um, take care of our household needs. I, I basically never stop foot in any store again. It's fantastic. So do you need to get that? It could be a delivery <laughs> for your for your box store shop right now. And they come daily. My husband loves that. <laughs> well, you, you got to take a picture of the package as soon as before somebody rips into it like an animal. 
So while Sue is checking the door, which which is awesome because let's let's see if she can do a, a mystery shop live on the on the air here. Let me talk through with with Cody a little bit about. You mentioned that you've shopped. What was it? Uh, tens of thousands of times, something like that. I, I've lost Possibly. count of the number. Possibly lost count. Yeah. And you started what early last year? Sometime is that right? That's about right. Yeah. Yep. And so as you're recording this, you know what we do is we're benchmarking what features retailers offer. But you're seeing this real time. So just from a visceral standpoint, have you noticed anything different as we've kind of gone through 2021, supply chain issues, all the the, the trials and tri- tribulations of online shopping and retail in general? Have you noticed any trends and changes from 2020 and in the, the most recent months in 20, 2022? What have you kind of seen as like a changing face of, of online shopping? Yeah, the thing that stands out to me is is just how different expectations are. We've probably got several box pull articles on this that are worth looking at. But the the first expectation change I've seen is probably how retailers are adjusting or, or trying to control expectations, let's say, up front. So every website you go to is going to have a banner saying how COVID-19 is impacting delivery timeframes. And some of them get even more detailed when it comes to uh, supply chain issues and et cetera. So, so I think that retailers are certainly trying to control expectations, knowing that delivery delays are, are, are common now. And then additionally, I think consumer expectations are changing as well. I, For me, I, I'm pretty consistently a standard shipping guy. I'm probably not going to pay for expedited often. But my expectations of when a package will be delivered and how consistently it will be delivered during the time frame that they give me has changed even to be carrier specific and that doesn't just apply to me it, you know my wife now when she places an order and she does, she doesn't work at penny bows so she, so she's not as familiar with all the different carriers she'll look and, and say oh this one's being delivered by by so and so probably going to be a couple of days late and so it's funny how not only are retailers trying to control expectations for the experience but then i i think how can what i've noticed is how consumers' expectations change too. That's fascinating. I mean, the, the idea around estimated delivery dates and, and kind of keeping consumers informed, being transparent about the, the delivery timeframe. We're going to talk about that here in a second when we talk about you know, delivery tracking and the features we're, we're noticing. I think it's fascinating. I, I have a similar situation. My wife is now sending me every time she orders something online, which is a lot more frequently than I was told before. So I, I'm pleasantly surprised that there's lots of fodder for our, our mystery shopping, I think, until I get, we get the credit card bill. But what I'm, I'm noticing is, is she's shopping is she's starting to pick up more on packaging features, right? Or what carrier is on the shipping label? And was there a delivery notification or not? And things that we like, would not have paid attention to pre-pandemic, right? Like, was there anybody that looked at the label uh, on a package and, and kind of noticed that it came from down the street, probably shipped from a store or something? Unlikely. Certainly for us, before we, we started doing this in mass so frequently, buying online. Sue, how about you? Did you uh, Were you able to pick up your package from the delivery man outside and is your dog happy? Uh, first of all, there are a stellar set of salt and pepper shakers. So yes, it just came in, and I'm very looking forward to these. Yes, real time <laughs> unboxing. So I, I think I'm going to open up the package that I just received 
while we're talking here, as we're going through this, I can talk about the experience of ordering these pairs of jeans. Let's start with the order experience. When you place an order online, go to the checkout, one of the things we look for is shipping methods offered. And we kind of advise our clients, you want to have on average one shipping method for per day in transit, right? So next day delivery, two day delivery, three day delivery, four day delivery, and so on. You wanna have one option because if, if a consumer is sitting there thinking, I need to get this delivered in three days, which option two to three day or two to four day option should I pick to get it, get it to my home in three days because I need it for a trip I'm taking or uh, a wedding I'm attending or something else, right? A job interview or something like that. And that overlap in shipping methods is enough to, t- to make you sit there and think for long enough that you could get distracted and you're going to go do something else potentially, right? The dog is barking, you got a knock on the door and an amazing set of salt and pepper shakers show up and you got to go get it. And then you lose track of the checkout process you were just in in the middle of. And so if it slows you down, it's a blocker to a potential conversion. That consumer, that shopper might not come back. Any thoughts on what you've seen in terms of uh, any stories or anecdotes you've got for checkout experiences, shipping options, or just what types of trends are you seeing in terms of order, order checkout? Absolutely. So, you know, the world started opening up a little bit a couple months ago. People started mingling again. I was right there with them, wanted to go to a holiday party, didn't have any holiday dresses, hadn't worn real clothes for two years. So had to order one. Of course, it was last minute and I had no interest in going to the mall. So shipping options were huge for me. And I went with a major anchor retailer and noticed that they were using a final mile DoorDash to do next day delivery, which was incredible. I've never seen that before. And you could have had overnight express, two day, three day, could have probably made it, but I went to go for it and give it a try. It was just such an extraordinary new option that the flexibility in the final mile and the flexibility in the number of days being offered is really increasing for me, customer retention and and options. I'll go back to this retailer again, knowing that I do things last minute, knowing that, you know, I might change my mind and I don't have to walk into a store to do it. It was a, a really fun, fascinating process to see them use that. That is cool. And and I I know DoorDash is, among other gig delivery firms, really entering this space right now, making next day, same day delivery more more realistic. I guess the question will be, we'll we'll see what will shake out, but how profitable is the business model? How often are people going to want it? I mean, I think the situation you just called out is, uh, is a good one of like something you wanted right away. You had a few options, but you wanted to try this out. There's a little bit of novelty there in what you're saying, but also... If you have to pay extra, are folks going to pay extra if, if they don't have to, right? If they got a little bit of flexibility in it, how profitable is that business model going to be? Well, we'll see, right? Turns out for restaurants, maybe the gig delivery model may be a little less profitable. So we'll, we'll see how it pans out in, in retail where there's a possibly a higher average order value. Uh, Cody, how about you? What, what have you seen from a, an order checkout experience trend? I think one of the trends that, that I'm seeing is really emphasizing quick checkout. Again, to your point about don't make me decide between two similar delivery types or or, or timelines, really emphasizing fast checkout. And and I think this is probably optimized for thinking about, especially the apparel brands that, that I look at that are digitally native, right? They're optimizing for mobile purchasing and likely a referral through, through let's say, a social media app. And so 
having one or two delivery options that do not overlap, that have clear estimated delivery dates is just, to me, the best experience. If I am going through a two-click checkout, I do not want to have to spend 30 30 seconds trying to decipher which one is cheaper versus how how long does it take. The checkout process has become so fast and thanks in part to a, a, you know, a very, very large company that every online retailer has to, has to kind of compete with that, and it, at least from what I've seen. That's fascinating. I mean, the, you know, I'll throw out a stat. I'm looking at our box score stats right now. Sorry, the, the crinkling paper is the package I'm about to open that I just received. In the fashion segment, the average fashion brand sh- selling online has slightly more one shipping method for one to two day delivery. That's next day to next day to two day delivery, which is a little elevated, right? Every other option, all the way out to uh, about six days, six seven days, is right in that band of one ship method per day. But like like you're saying, digitally native brands, a ton of, I think, interest in acquiring customers. You wanna you wanna try to get them. They've got a needed need to get something delivered right away. You want to try to meet that need. It's that question of how much is over-serving the need, right, in terms of checkout. So there's a surprising number of retailers also in fashion that we found that this is not the average, but established merchants that offer multiple deferred delivery options. So that's five to seven day standard options, which is kind of crazy pants if you, if you think about it. Like is that's five to seven. That's about your, your free shipping typical free shipping, transit time, to offer multiple options at that level is pretty surprising. My daughter, who is 12 now, soon to be 13 later this year, is a big fan of a athleisure brand, a very big athleisure brand. Won't name them here, but she's doing some some box score shopping for me as well. I just I've just kind of deputized the entire family to do box score shopping. And she's buying something on online and the checkout options, there's three options, right? One is standard shipping because she hasn't met the free shipping threshold. She has to pay, I think it was like seven bucks for standard shipping. There is an expedited option, which is $10. And then there's an express option. Expedited is like, uh, it was like the two to three day. And there was an express option that was next day that was, wait for it, $10. <laughs> so the, the pricing then makes you kind of pause and go, well, wait a second, which one is the best value? Because for $3 more, I can get it tomorrow. And for a 12-year-old, I mean, tomorrow is worth $3, let me tell you, right? Because it's, you, gotta, you gotta have it. I mean, even though she wasn't planning to wear whatever she was buying right away, she had, you know, she had to wear school dress uniform sort of stuff for school, it didn't matter. If I could have it tomorrow, $3, I could spend the extra three bucks. That was kind of interesting. and. The idea that it made her pause, think, remark on the fact that it did the pricing did not make a lick of sense, ultimately convert, but she was going to spend, she was going to make that purchase anyway. And so the question is how much of that next day delivery was subsidized by the merchant in question and how much did, did they eat in, in shipping costs to have a next day delivery option at $10. So thought that was, that was pretty fascinating. Okay. So next chronologically, by the way, the package I'm opening, uh, I think I mentioned maybe just before we started recording here from a company called The Perfect Jeans. Pretty cool website. Their motto is khaki, which I thought was a really, really pleasant slogan. It's supposed to be super comfortable jeans. I'm going to be opening it up during our unboxing section. Let's talk about 
delivery tracking next. When you get like a, the ship confirmation, I think one of the most common things is a 24 to 48 hour period before tracking gets updated from the ship confirmation to when tracking details get updated, which is, I'll tell you from experience, not great because you're waiting on the information that was promised in the email that was sent. Hey, this has been shipped. We don't know when it's actually gonna start moving, but it's been shipped as far as we're concerned. Usually that means that the label has been printed and the carrier hasn't picked up the package. We're rolling out you know, this year for, for our clients, the ability to get an updated estimated delivery date at the time of label print, which can help address some of these concerns and we can trigger a notification there at the time of label print so that you can, you can get an updated EDD with that ship confirmation, which seems to be elusive for a lot of shippers. So let me start with you. What do you see as kind of a, a strong tracking experience? What features have, have caught your eye? Every time I love being updated, I'm an email person. I don't mind text messages, but I hate having to take all the steps to sign up for it. So if someone can miraculously figure out how to do that in less than two steps, I'm still in. I like the notices just so I know where things are coming. So you get the, the order came out notice, you get its ship notice. It just stays at the top of your mind. It keeps you excited about the purchase. So even being in shipping all day long logistics, that's what we do. I'm still a consumer and I still am excited about the purchases that are coming our way. Our kids are excited about the purchases. So just knowing when it's expected, knowing it's coming, anybody who does a really good job of tying in additional specials or you liked this item, you'll probably like this. They're usually right. I usually like it. I'll usually go back and check it out. So just having that, that awareness to tie the customer in for that additional purchase, that additional engagement is always, always appreciated. The more branded it is, I don't want to see generic carrier branding. I want to know that I bought it from your store. I want to see the exciting and, and it's very easy to do. So anything where you're just keeping it top of my mind so I, I don't forget that I ordered it. So many things are ordered now online for our household that I want to know that you're coming. That's great. EDD, so quick stat before I ask Cody kind of the same question. So an updated EDD, like you just mentioned, uh, we found, we, we ran our, our box poll consumer survey and found that if a brand provides an updated EDD, consumers are half as likely, half as likely to call customer service about where the package is. And the percent of consumers who are likely to, to recommend that brand to friends and family, even though the delivery date is being pushed, jumps up at 50%. It's 50%, close to 50% for 47% for consumers who are gonna recommend that brand to friends and family just on the back of a good tracking experience and updated EDD provided through tracking notifications. Pretty cool, pretty simple way to, to get a little boost in referrals traffic. Cody, how about you? What do you see in, in, in tracking experiences? I think the updated tracking information is I don't see it enough and I need to see it more. I, I, I have a couple, just a couple things I purchased that come to mind where two of them, I placed two orders from two different retailers and they were both shipped via the exact same carrier from approximately like the same location. And one of them <laughs> arrived on time the day that it was supposed to, and it was great, great experience. The next one came a day later than it was supposed to, and 
the estimated delivery date was you know, Thursday, and it was delivered on Friday. So Thursday, of course, I'm expecting the package, and it doesn't show up. I don't get any notification, no email, anything from the retailer. And because those experiences were next, right next to each other, I could tell just how frustrating it is to be expecting something and then not get the update. Because we've all been in the situation where the estimated delivery date is missed, and then the package never shows. It just completely disappears. And that's everybody's nightmare, of course. So I've had a few instances where when that date isn't, isn't updated, and especially whether I'm subscribed for notifications or not on texting, like you, like you said, Sue, notifying me that the, the delivery date change, changed, even if it's later, it 100% changes the buying experience. That's great. You mentioned SMS, or both of you guys mentioned SMS. What I thought was pretty surprising, we asked consumers, how likely are you to sign up for, if you're offered in a prominent way, the ability to, to receive SMS text updates, notifications on, on tracking, 74% of Gen Z said that they would sign up for SMS text notifications. It's 78% for millennials and Gen X, and 63% for even for boomers, which is, you know, I don't know if you guys did the math right there, but it's more than half for every every single generation and, you know, bumping up on three quarters for Gen Z and millennials. That's a lot of opted in phone numbers for future SMS notifications, future SMS outreach, maybe even marketing if you've got it in your opt-in language. And so this idea that if you can prominently feature SMS updates as a perk in the checkout process, capture it there, use it for notifications later, or capture it in your tracking page and then use it for notifications through tracking. There's an opportunity there to get what I would say is probably more valuable data now than it was even a year ago. There's this big push, I'm sure you guys are aware, with the limitations on privacy and, and tracking on, especially on the Apple ecosystem, but future with, with Google as well. The effectiveness of social media advertising, Facebook and Instagram has gone down. And so a lot of merchants are really pushing for ways to get first party data, to get what's increasingly called zero party data, which is getting the consumer to willingly give you this information without even offering a discount. So this is an example, opt in for more information. So this is is sort of a, a big feature with tracking. There's, there's the notifications, the updated EDDs. Branding is another one. Just a quick plug that, you know, the opportunity to put your logo, your the feel of your website onto the tracking experience. The shocking stat that, that I always get gasps on when, when I present to retailers and brands, marketers especially, is that the average consumer checks tracking four times per order. Four, that's average, four times. And Gen Z, it's like six times per order. And that much traffic you don't get on any marketing message outreach, even loyalty marketing, even promotional marketing. You don't get that many hits from each individual on average. And so there's an opportunity there to imbue the tracking page with at minimum branding, the look and feel of your website so that it tells this branded story around, we own this experience. The brand owns the experience of you receiving the package. There's another story I would point out. We do a client council with 
most forward-thinking clients and, and who want to participate. And one of our client council meetings, I was asking about this idea of the post-purchase experience. How do you think about post-purchase, which is a pretty common term in the industry? And one of the VPs of e-commerce from one of our clients, super sharp guy, made this interesting point. It's semantics, but post-purchase implies that the purchase is done, right? That you've kind of wiped your hands clean of the purchase. But from a consumer standpoint, they've handed over their credit card number and haven't received anything. When you're tracking the package, you haven't received the package that, or the, the product that you've paid for. And even during the returns process, you're unhappy with the product you got and you're trying to return it and maybe get something different, which means the purchase hasn't been finished. So this idea, again, semantics, but you know, language is thought, right? Words are an affectation of thought. And if you're thinking of tracking and returns as post-purchase, you're inherently assuming that the purchase is finished, but it's only finished for the retailer. They've converted. It isn't finished for the consumer where they're still expecting the product. So the experience has to live on. It's really more of an order experience and the order isn't completed until the, the consumer is happy with, with the product. So it's, it's this idea that you've got to imbue every step of that journey all the way through that ultimate satisfaction with the product with your brand story, opportunities to tell a narrative, to connect with consumers. If they're checking your tracking four times per order, that is four opportunities to tell a story, it helps build loyalty to your brand. So that was part one of our mystery shopping conversation with Susan and Cody. In part two of this conversation, which you can go check out now, you'll hear some stories about retailers overcoming holiday supply chain challenges, and you'll hear us open up the packages you just heard us receive, and we'll tell you how the unboxing experience stacked up. You're gonna to wanna to check this out for sure. 